0: Well, welcome to this edition of Paleo-Conservative on Steroids. This is Corn Cod One. I don't know, I've been obsessing about it in recent days, probably because I regard it with so much horror, is the fact that the Roman Catholic Church has been largely taken over by pedophiles and homosexuals. Uh, people forget to realize that homosexuals have a tendency to form networks in any kind of institution that they join. So they'll use their gaydar, as it's called, to, to, uh, uh, find each other out and then they'll work together to uh, conquer that institution. And then, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there are, from what I understand from my conservative Catholic sources, I'm not one myself, but conservative Catholic sources that, you know, there's about 12 good bishops in the United States who were, who are not homosexual, don't believe in it, don't like it. But it's just amazing how the rest of them are so bad. You know, uh, Cardinal Tobin of Newark, that Sipich guy in, that Cardinal Sippich in Chicago. There was a recent, uh, just a couple weeks ago, a controversy there. There was, there was this uh, great priest who took over uh, Chicago's, I think it's a Resurrection Catholic Church in Chicago. Uh, he took it over in, in 2007. And he had been a victim of both sexual abuse by clergy and he was raped once as a child by a free-ranging uh, homosexual. And what happened was... Uh, when he, when he became pastor of that congregation, previously it had been some sort of gay-friendly outfit, and so he threw away all, all the rainbow vestments and other things uh, that the previous uh, pastor had used. He, the previous pastor had been some sort of homosexual or homosexual sympathizer. And it turns out that years later, in 2018, he finds this rainbow flag, and he decides to hold he decides to hold a little ceremony where he'll he would burn the symbol of sin and say a little prayer of exorcism over it. That his, that that the people in his congregation might uh, uh, resist homosexual temptation. You know, the guy is, you know, re- ready of course to talk to any homosexual and tell them about uh, the Catholic faith and uh, and and convert them. But you know, he he's not willing to uh, say that homosexuality, or gayness, or whatever you want to call it, you know, is not objectively sin- sinful. Uh, and so Sipich, the uh, the effeminate, let's put it this way, uh, cardinal of Chicago, when he got wind of this, he ordered Sipich not to burn the flag. Well, he burned the flag anyway be interesting to see what happens considering the anger that most Catholics now are feeling toward their hierarchy in the United States and the, the you know the big thing recently is is uh, the fact now that the that an extreme that an extremely high ranking archbishop uh, by the name of Vagano who used to be Papal Nuncio of the United States, which is a very high Romish position. And he used to be the head of all the Papal Nunzios, the head of the sort of Vatican diplomatic corps. You know, it was his... What happened was, is the previous Pope, St. Benedict, who, who it appears tried to fight the homo menace as best he could, went and... uh pretty much told uh, a very important Roman Catholic prelate called McGarrick that he could no longer practice as as a cardinal because Cardinal McCarrick used to be Archbishop of Newark and various other places and he could no longer pr- pretty much practice as a priest you know he re- he'd keep his title, as uh, and all that, because he was basically what he was doing was he was is he was ha- regularly having, and sort of almost forcing seminarians to have homosexual sex with him. And so basically, what Benedict did is, he said, "Well, you know, you're." You can't do anything. You can't lecture anymore. You can't lead religious services. You can't celebrate Mass. You can't do any of that stuff. You know, your your official job in the Roman Catholic Church now is you're going to pray, and you're going to do penance for the rest of your life. And then, Pope Francis, the Marxist Pope, comes to power, and immediately gives McCarrick a diplomatic mission to China to negotiate with the Chinese over religious matters in that country. And, you know, Vagano, who knew about it because he was the American papal nunzio when all this went down, you know, he was saying, what gives? And there were all sorts of other things, and he he, and uh, Begano put out a memorandum recently about all this. And now he's Begano himself, the faithful non-homosexual Archbishop. He's in hiding, so the Catholic Church, the authorities, don't kill him. You heard that right, kiddies. Oh, you know it's so sad. You know, like I said, I'm not a Catholic myself. I'm a Christian. I'm a I'm a conservative Lutheran Christian, but you know, I always had a grudging respect for Rome, uh for all for all my theological differences with them, because I've known priests and and such over over the years, and you know, I've looked upon this with horror. These priests are supposed to be the spiritual protectors, the uh, spiritual supervisors. They're supposed to help the sheep. They're Christ's under-shepherds in the pastoral ministry or any other kind of ministry. They're not supposed to spiritually corrupt the members of their congregations or people associated with their ministry. It's just insane. And, you know, that's what happened. And, you know, it all started in the Catholic Church. I recently wrote a blog about this. It all started in the Catholic Church when there was toleration of Marxist thought and neo-Marxist thought. It all started in South America with uh, liberation theology, uh, which is a combination of Marxism and an infernal combination of Christianity and Marxism, which is popular in Latin America. So that's why, you know, in the 70s and 80s, a lot of you young kids don't remember this, you had priests in South America joining revolutionary movements and taking part in terrorist acts and problem is the church authorities were too cowardly to do anything about it. I mean, yeah, some people did get in trouble with the, uh, uh, what's it called? The Congregation for the Purity of the Faith or whatever, the Old Inquisition. Uh, but it really wasn't, it really wasn't, uh, taken out root and branch like it should have been. Uh, and then you had a movement in the United States where, you know, because Catholics are, were at least officially, you know, even now, you know, they're not supposed to be communists or Marxists. Uh, you know, old fashioned Catholic social thinking. But they would say, oh, well, I'm not a Marxist, but I use Marxist analysis. You know that's what you that's you would that's what you would hear 20 years ago from these fools. Of course, now the Marxism is open, and so since the church has become so leftist, you know, I mean, it's becoming almost almost as bad as the. If it wasn't for the fact that there are still a lot of faithful priests and and at least some faithful bishops out there. Um, you know they'd be worse than the Episcopal Church in the United States. I mean, don't drop the soap in front of uh, a prelate of the American Episcopal Church. But um, yeah, the situation is just awful, and you know, and, mil- and you know, obviously that at least thousands of Catholics are losing their faith over this. Some are becoming, on the other hand, you know, some are, like that like that priest in Chicago, uh, are becoming more determined to root out this thing, but it's going to be very difficult when large numbers of archbishops, large numbers of bishops, large numbers of priests and monsignors are so plugged in to this homosexual network. I mean, any of us who've spent a lot of time in business or government or any other kind of major institution knows, and I've seen it myself in places where I've worked, where there's like a secret homosexual network. In you know, a place I recently worked, uh, there was like a lesbian network and the lesbians can get a, can get away with anything and their jobs are safe so i think a lot of people who've worked in the professional world is, have seen this anyone who's you know an oldster like me has, has seen a lot of it so uh so it's very disturbing and uh you know geez, we hope the uh, conservative catholics uh, somehow Uh, take back their church, Uh, although the situation doesn't seem very auspicious for such an eventuality. But, um, well, I guess on other issues, once again in Italy, the uh, alien smugglers who run this boat, SOS Mediterranean uh, which is some left-wing organ- organization combined with Doctors Without Borders. And by the way, you know, Doctors Without Borders used to be a good organization. Now they participate in alien smuggling of people into Europe. So, you know, if you've been giving money to Doctors Without Borders, which 20 years ago used to be a kind of a non-political organization, uh you know don't give them any money they 're bad people Uh, but uh Matteo Salvini is once again uh keeping that vessel out of Italy because what it does is it it runs around the Mediterranean to these small boats that these migrants go out in in order to get to Italy and they pick them up and bring them in, and the whole thing is coordinated by left wing scum uh so he's holding up a uh, holding up another vessel. Uh You know, they're getting uh, things are going very well for in general for nationalists and nationalist populists in Europe right now. Uh it's getting to the point where I don't know why it's politicians from Luxembourg, but uh Juncker a high EU official and the Luxembourg foreign minister have, in his face, insulted Salvini. Called them names, called them the French word for for uh, poo poo. Um, you know, to his face, and you know what? Salvini hasn't been rude to any of these people. He hasn't said any nasty words to them. You know, he said a lot of unpleasant things about macron but he didn't call them dirty names or anything like that so uh you know as usual salvini's doing a good job and of course you know as most people know uh over in uh the the news from hungary is very interesting interesting negative in some sense but encouraging in others where the uh the uh, the government in, in the nationalist populist government in in Italy, led by the uh, the stout patriot uh, Victor Orban, you know, was subject to a vote in the European Union uh, to begin a process to have their their vote removed from the European Union. But um, and you know. I've reported this on uh, some, you know, on my YouTube channel. But uh, you know, uh, Nigel Farage gave a great speech. Orbán actually went to Brussels and made a speech on the topic before the uh, before the EU legislature. It was a beautiful speech, by the way, uh, defending his country. You know, he basically says, "You have insulted my country." It was a really, really good speech. But, uh, the evil people in the EU prevailed. But the good news is, is that there's, there's going to be a solid block defending Orban when the vote, the vote to take his vote away, to take Hungary's vote away from the EU comes up. Poland's gonna veto it. God bless them. Italy's gonna, veto it god bless them uh and the czech republic good old uh prime minister Bebis. good man and i was pleasantly surprised to hear but not completely surprised the bulgarians you know the bulgarians are going to help block it too so you know god bless the bulgarians you know you know, I, like, I really, really have, have, in the last year, developed a certain fondness for the Bulgarian people. You know, they share a border with European Turkey. You know, that little piece of, that little piece of uh, Europe that Turkey owns. Uh, they, they patrol their border with Turkey because they have tons and tons of these phony baloney migrants coming through. And there was these citizens' organizations. You know, they can't own guns, so what they do is they dress up in fatigues and grab knives and machetes, and they patrol their border. You know, these or, these uh, you know mildly nationalist uh, organizations to prevent these migrants from coming in, and they actually make sure that they don't cross the border. Well, recently they kind of made that moot because the Bulgarian prime minister. You know, recently gave a uh, a no no migrants coming through our country order. So you know, I have great uh, I have great confidence and admiration now for the Bulgarian people. They're they always were tough. Uh, so those are the things sort of uh, going going on in Europe right now in term in terms of the in terms of the nationalists. Right, there was the vote in Sweden a couple of weeks ago. You know, we had hoped that the Sweden Democrats would break 20 percent. Didn't happen. But, uh, you know, they did gain a great number of seats from their previous uh, electoral uh, showing. So, you know, uh, some good news and some bad news from Sweden, but mostly good. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think. You know, things, once again, things are going very well in Europe. There's going to be a coordinated effort by several countries. Some of them under Steve Bannon, some of them cooperating with Bannon, but, I mean, but, uh, not cooperating with Bannon, but pro- cooperating with Salvini and, uh, and all that to, uh, to work together to make sure that, that, nationalist populists take over well over a third of the European Union in the elections coming up in May. Excellent. Uh, Another kind of a sad thing, just to see how totalitarian our enemies are, never underestimate how totalitarian and vicious our enemies can be. They don't care about us. They don't care about our rights. They'd sooner kill us as do anything else with us is that uh, because several months ago, Marine Le Pen tweeted in response to some person who said that she was worse than ISIS, she tweeted some pictures of ISIS atrocities, people having their head cut off and all that, and she basically said, no, no, we are not like ISIS, thank you. You know, now she's being dragged before a French court and the French court has ordered her to undergo a psychological evaluation. They're also, uh, persecut- persecuting the National Front, now known as National Rally or National Ressemblant, uh, in other ways. And, you know, they're, they're saying that they're, you know, phony charges that they're misusing their funds and all that. So, Here's, here's a party that has a very good chance, if you look at the polls, of replacing Macron, and they're using phony baloney legal stuff against them, just like the leftists here are using phony baloney charges against uh, Supreme Court nominee Kavanaugh, phony baloney charges of Russian collusion against Trump. You know, really, these leftists, they're subhuman. They're subhuman. They have absolutely no morals. You know, there are a lot of things a right-winger won't do. But there is nothing a left-winger won't do to advance his cause, no matter how evil, no matter how underhanded, no matter how dirty. And that is something to remember as we sign off. Bye-bye.